Welcome to Mad Women. I'm your host, Maria Cook. I have with me today, Jocelyn Torres, someone who actually is working in the community, making sure that homelessness and affordable housing is available to everyone. But even with that, there comes its own challenges, challenges of her own. But regardless of all of that, she's still moving ahead with determination. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to get mad with Jocelyn Torres. Thank you. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm glad you came. Oh my goodness. I've been all excited since you invited I me. <laughs> we, when we talked the other day, I think it was more of, this is what I'm doing, but I think you should be a part of it. How did you feel when I actually invited you to be a part of this podcast? Well, we were just having a discussion. Yes. And then you invited me, and I'm walking away. I was like, I was just invited to a podcast. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, I'm letting everybody know that I was with. Yes. And they're like, oh, how exciting. Yes. What is it about? Yes. <laughs> Mad women. Yes. Mad women. What is it? What, what is your definition of mad women? Women with determination. Um, we might fall, but we're going to get up. Yes. And of course, faith throughout it all. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that's something. I know that's something I've been hearing a lot when I actually decided to have a name for this podcast. It was Mad Women, Mad Women. What is that? Moving ahead with determination. What does that look like? How can you move ahead with determination? Through all challenges, through all circumstances, situations how when things are holding you back when you're actually trying to do things to move forward and something is saying no you can't do this how where faith and not absolutely a, not a lot of people know what faith is because it's the unseen but where did you find your faith to actually move ahead and what you are currently doing today well what I'm doing today is God sent because I was not expecting to be in Washington, Georgia, where I am working. Um, been working in another place for many, many years and felt stuck. Mm. Went in a couple of job interviews, just couldn't move forward. There was no growth in that position and the opportunity. I just said, well, let me just search a little further. You don't never know what God has for me. And I ended up going there and I got the job. And when I left, I cried. And I just said, thank you, Lord. Wow. Because if it wasn't for that faith for me just to search a little bit further. Yes. I got the opportunity that I've been waiting for. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. And I love what I do. Exactly. And you're doing a great job. So you're doing I, amazing. I finally was able to get a, a single mom into her home, her first home. Wow. I counseled her, did budgeting counseling. Um, but for me, that's uplifting another woman. Yes. So that way she can pass it on to somebody else. Yes. And that's what I did with her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And especially working in a community, it comes with its own challenges. Yes. It comes with challenges of fear, of the it comes with a lot of the challenges of, this is where our family of generation of poverty 
of generation of, well, this is what my mom, mom did and my mom, mom, and this is what I'm going to do. But sometimes as community leaders, as community workers, we find ourselves having to be able to help them understand that you can break cycles. Yes. You can be the first to actually do great things. But it's you like you say, it actually takes women like you who know firsthand what that looks like to actually say, I did it, why not you? Right. And that's what you do. That's what you're doing to help other single women who are working every day to know that if you want to have home ownership, these are the steps that you need to take to have home ownership. Absolutely. And owning a home is a huge, huge deal. Mm -hmm. But it's also a huge step. And it comes with its own challenges as well. Um, I know that when I purchased my first home, and I built a home from ground up, which was its own challenge. challenge. But I had to build a home because God said, you have to build a home because you have to have a handicap accessible home for your daughter. We looked at many homes that were already built, some of them the same floor plans that I originally had wanted, but the kid, the bathroom was too small. We would have to have done modifications to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. The kitchens were too small. The entry doors were too small. And I didn't want my daughter to have to go into a home feeling like she had to make accommodations or feel uncomfortable that she, that we called our own home. I wanted her to be able to have that freedom and flexibility just like everyone else in the home. So building a home was something that I knew I had to do. Originally when we did it, we were at the step of gravel being shoveled and the bank had actually did my loan wrong and we actually had to cancel it. Oh no. Yes. That was a challenge. And I spent that entire weekend crying in the bed. But came Monday morning, I got up and I just started moving. I moved. The job that I was in, one of the challenges was we didn't I didn't make enough money. Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough money to actually me and my husband didn't have enough money to actually build a home. So I said, okay, I love my job, but my child needs her own room. My child needs her own bathroom. She needs to be able to not crawl out of her wheelchair to get in the bathroom. And I started looking for jobs. And within six months, I quit. I found me another job, started saving our money. The job I got, I was way overqualified for that job. But he started me in a position because I didn't have a certification that he needed, but I had a master's degree. Mm -hmm. It was okay because I was on a mission and I was moving. I was determined that if this was the job that was going to get me my house, I was going to get it. And we went and we remember the finance person telling us that we 
were approved for a certain amount, still was shy of us not being able to build a home. Exactly, because it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Within two months, two months of us being told that I got a raise. And then within that raise, it was like, okay, they did a refinance. We were only looking for 5000 more dollars oh to God. actually be able to build a home. When we came back from that um, assessment of our credit, they said, you are now being approved for an additional $25,000. So you were able to get everything for your daughter? We were able to get everything. But it didn't even happen that easy. We had to find land. We knew where we wanted to live. We found land. The land that we found, this guy, he had had the land for 50 years. And it was in a great, great neighborhood. He said, I'm not going to sell that land to you for forty, fifty thousand dollars because that's what it was going for. He said, no, no, no. I'm not going to sell it to you for that. I'm going to sell it to you for $15,000. Oof. The more land, the less you pay for land, I learned, the more you have into going into the home. That's right. So that meant the $30,000 that we had to spend on land, we now had an additional $15,000 to spend on a home. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to build this house. This is an awesome story. But then we had to go through community assessment. They wanted the house to be a certain way and it had to be a certain structure. My next door neighbor needed my house to be a certain alignment with his house, but because it had to be handicap accessible, it also needed to sit in a certain position for it to be level for my daughter to come in. Well, they didn't know all of that. They just knew the house was getting built and they wanted it to be the way they wanted it to be built. Luckily, I did have a builder that was so patient with me. And later I learned from his story that his daughter had died from cancer. And that's why he took so much interest into my daughter and making sure that my home was accessible for her. And he ended up having to go to court. We ended up having to, we had a, the first floor plan we had because everyone was making a big deal about the setting of the house. They ended up putting a soft water on the house. So right the day of pouring, the house had to, we had to go in and get a new floor plan, which was a great thing because I ended up getting an extra garage. Okay. I got an office. And I think I got an extra bedroom. There you go. I got more house. Sounds like God put everybody in place for you to get what you needed at the right time. But still challenges. Mm -hmm. Still challenges. And within those challenges, I could have easily, easily probably said, my faith, I don't have it. And I would have lost what I have today. And within that faith, that my house is something that actually taught me to have true faith. My friend would always say, you always said you would build a house and you did it. I also told them I was gonna get a convertible. I hadn't got that yet. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna come. I'm looking forward to it, Jocelyn. You're gonna be the first person to ride off the Absolutely. lot with me. Absolutely, <laughs> of course. I, I know that 
it's definitely faith that has gotten me to this point. But I also know that it's faith that has gotten me to the point of where even being a woman in the workplace, diversity, inclusion, you're a Hispanic woman, very dominant, very, very passionate. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our passion can be perceived as anger, yes. bitterness. But it's really just wanting the best for others. Yeah. How do you feel that you are able to differentiate those type of feelings and the perception that others have of you when it comes to that and being a part of our ethnicity? I've learned throughout the years to explain <laughs> sometimes why my hand might go like this <laughs> or my face might go, <gasps> you know, we're very, I'm very animated. Yes. I'm passionate, um, very family orientated, and I have great friends as well. Um, but the diversity in the workplace, some people think that I'm not born here. Yes. Where you, what country? You know, where is your country? This is my country. Exactly. So I'm first generation American. Okay. So I'm Dominican American. Yes. And um, my family came to this country in, in the 1960s. And both of my grandmothers, single mothers, mm -hmm. they came to this country with their children. Yes. And um, they opened the passage for the rest of the family. And their strength, their determination, Yes. The family values um, were instilled in me. Oh, yes. And I passed that on to my kids. And I, you know, I stay in communication with all my family. My grandmother was like the, the root, the, the, the matriarch of everyone. Exactly. So, um, and she let us know how important it is to take care of our family. Exactly. So, I explain why sometimes I do things in the workplace because culturally, especially where I am now, there's not a lot of diversity. Exactly. But I've been blessed enough for people to be open with me as well as I am open with them. Because if I don't understand you, I'm gonna ask. Exactly. And I hope you can ask me the same thing. Yes. So now, do you feel that even with that openness and honesty that sometimes it can be where they can take your vulnerability and just try to hurt you? Yes. Not so much nowadays. I'm a little more mature. Okay. See things a little more different. Okay. But with my experience in the past, yes. My vulnerability, the way I am, the way I give, the things I do, sometimes people might mistake in it as I'm looking for acceptance. Exactly. And I'm not looking for acceptance. This is just the way I am. Yep. You know, I do because I enjoy doing it. I give because I love to give. And that's how we are. And um, some people just don't know how to accept that. Yes. So. Grace, gratefulness. And I think, I know that those are the things for me where you, you give so much to so many people and it's like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be where you, you how can you be that nice of a person? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want in return? Exactly. 
And it's not about what I want in return. Yes. It's just I give, I do, in the name of Jesus, right? Exactly. So Only you don't expect anything in no. return. If you do, then it's not in his name. Exactly. Because Now, that was challenging in the earlier years. Exactly. And I've also had to explain to other family members, you know, that if you give, you give in the name of the Lord. You don't just give and expect to receive exactly. because it will come in its own time. It might not be at that specific time. So um, with ex life experiences and maturity, you, you realize that. You're absolutely correct. I'm going to listen. I am a true testament of that part of it. Knowing, understanding, and really being able to know that regardless of how others perceive me, mm -hmm. I know where my heart is and I know why. I give why I do what I do why every day I get up and regardless of my circumstances and situation I'm gonna get up and take on today's challenge because I know that if God loved me enough to allow me to do it one more day mm -hmm. why not absolutely why not and those are the things where I feel more people should really look at life and not really allow their circumstance and their situation to get them to the point of having the bitter, having the anger, understanding that we are here and we all are going to face challenges, our trials, but it's the perseverance that gets us to the next level. It's where we can actually understand each other. No one has made it to the top of a mountain without having some trials. I know I will probably not be the one to actually climb Mount Everest, but if I took a chance at it, I know that with it, I would have to have a guide. Mm -hmm. And within that guide, I'm not going to easily just go on that mountain and climb it. But if I'm there and I have no choice but to get to the top, to go home, I'm going to climb it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that to me is why I think Mad Women was birthed. Because we need to understand that we're not just going, we're moving ahead with determination. We're not just soaking. We're not just allowing life circumstances and situations to get us down. We're gonna keep moving. Yes. And I know that even in your job, even in the things that you're doing, whether it's culture, whether it's community, or whether it's just career, that those, that foundation from birth, from generations even before you, been instilled in you to do just that it's been instilled in me I have we have five generations in my family so my nice. grandmother just celebrated her birthday Wednesday and that was one of the most special days of my life I remember my grandmother telling me when I was young that education was something nobody could take away from you oh yes <laughs> and I, I took that 
very, very seriously from her. And I tried to conquer as much of it as I could. Mm -hmm. Because as a woman, we're not given the same opportunities as men. We're given opportunities, but even other women don't give us opportunities. And so... Actually, sometimes it's more challenging with another woman. It is. It is. That's a story in itself. Mm -hmm. What I do know is you could break me, but you can think I'm broken. But my education, I'm always have it with me. If there is one thing that you would want to say to the viewers about really understanding other cultures, diversity, and community, what would that be? That would be be open-minded. Don't be afraid. Mm. Because fear can really limit somebody. Oh, yes. And we all have fear. But choose your fear wisely. Yeah. Because there's another human being that might have something to offer that you don't know or never experienced. Yep, you're right. Okay. So, you know, and, and if you don't like it, that's fine. Then at least you were able to ask questions, get to know the person maybe, and say, okay, I don't, I'm not interested. But at least you tried. Yes. But to look from a distance and not understand or have that fear is not going to get you anywhere. No. And those are the things I think, even with you, just those words that you have just said, those are the words that can change communities, Mm -hmm. that can take the unknown and allow them to understand way beyond what they see. We see it as faith, as vision, as focus, perspective. And they see it as fear. Yes. Because they're having to do something that no one in their family, no one they know, have done. I just commend you Thank for the you. work that you're doing. I know it's not easy. It, it comes secondhand, actually. Okay. <laughs> it, it's challenging with things that I have to learn. Yes. But I'm learning the community so that way I can address the community the right way. Yes. Because at the end of the day, I might look a little different from you, but we're both minorities and we're both women. Yes. And we both face very similar challenges. Exactly. And that's what I want to project to the community um, because you have to build trust. Yes. Yes. And it's that vulnerability and that open-mindedness that can help them really truly see that I'm no different from you. Mm-hmm. I know for myself when I'm in the community, I don't wear suits. I wear clothes just like them. Right. I want to be relatable. I want them to know that they can come to me just like I would want to come to them and have them to understand that, no, I'm here for you, not the other way around. I want to know what I can do for you. So Jocelyn, I thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. I literally am always so amazed by the good work that you're doing. And I want you to keep striving. I want you to keep taking all of those risks and understanding that the work that you're doing, it will make a difference. Maybe not even in our lifetime, but it will make a difference for generations and generations to come. I'm here as a resource for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm very grateful for it. Thank you so much for joining me.
Thank you. Well, there you have it. Mad women, regardless of our circumstances or situations, continue to move ahead with determination. Understand that your issues and challenges can help save someone else. Your challenges and your downfalls, your obstacles can actually be the next generation of greatness. And we look forward to being mad with you soon. Thank you.